Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Total Media Network's Dr. Christopher Hall Show. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Dr. Christopher Hall. Dr. Hall, how are you? I keep, you know, talking about thank you for your service. We're trying to hit you up on a week before you're kind of off as next week you head back. And uh, each day, new developments, isn't it? Especially with certain states opening up and different things. You're like, okay. What's happening here? And you're on that front lines, and hopefully you don't get over flooded with everything opened up. Wow, you know you're totally right there, Neil. I mean, and now I'm up here in Northwest Mississippi, and of course, you know, working in Alabama, so I'm at actually two different hospitals. So, uh, you know, we're starting to see that wave that was hitting the the East Coast starting to hit the South now, and uh, so things are getting a little bit more difficult. But um, we're always, uh, you know. Uh, getting our support from God and, and, and staying very hopeful and working hard. So thanks for asking about that. All right. Go ahead and introduce our guest. Well, no problem. Well, you know, I'm very excited uh, to have our guest today who I think is a very inspirational figure, um, an individual who is a uh, actor who played uh, on HBO series Ballers, uh, who is a comedian and a very motivational figure. Um, I'd like to welcome to the show Mr. London Brown. Welcome hey, to the show, London. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Hey, London. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for your service. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's, he's one of those guys. He's a tremendous hero. I never thought when we met and started working together, doing this show together, that we would be in this situation where we knew he was a hero as a doctor already. But to be on the front lines, London, wouldn't you agree? Wow. You know, with what's Absolutely, happening. Absolutely, man. Tremendous sacrifice for sure. And how are you holding up during the hey, pandemic? Lot, how are you holding up with the pandemic, London? You know, man, um, honestly, I'm, I'm laying low. I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, again, follow the play by the rules and, and do my part and, 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 you know, keep myself masked up and, and different things like that. So I'm, I'm laying low, but I'm okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. And, and, and again, L.A., I heard that L.A. starting to open up, so that's surprising. But go ahead, uh, Dr. Hall, with your first question. Oh, well, no problem. No problem at all. Uh, well, you know, London, this, you know, this show, we, we, we try to uh, uh, raise the, um, the the level of people, and, we, and it's kind of an inspirational uh, show. And uh, and so we kind of, uh, I want to start by just asking you a little bit, like, uh, maybe where you're from, and um, tell us a little about the community that you grew up in. Uh, I'm from South Central L.A., and I'm from South Central L.A., and... Uh, Born and raised, and uh, in LA, it's just you know, it can be really you know, gang infested and so forth. But I just try to make sure I always stay focused and they get caught up in the nonsense and things like that. And um, I always involved in the arts, I man. That was my life, my life was the arts, and the arts saved me, you know, because LA is LA is crazy, man, where I grew up, you know. So the arts were able to really just keep me, allow me to stay focused. And then also it allowed me, I was able to do a lot of mentoring, which I still do with young people. So that's kind of my, my, that's one big advocate for the arts because the arts really helped to give me a focus. Yeah. See, and that's, that's the interesting thing when you talked about growing up in that environment, Uh, again, those challenges and, and understanding specifically what was happening and how did you feel as a child growing up in that time? What was your you know, thoughts? Yeah. I, I grew up man, in the, basically in the, uh, in the late eighties and nineties, that's where the, the whole game 
LA, you know, was the game capital, you know, as far as that sort of thing. And so growing up amongst that, it was important to definitely, you had to figure out, you had to find your way because there wasn't, any, it wasn't a lot of options. It was either in game, if you do the game life, that's going to end to jail or dead, something like that. And after that, it's just like trying to figure out what route you're going to, what your profession is going to be. I mean, at the time, it was just doctor, teacher, lawyer, uh, fireman, some of the basics. And so my whole idea was when, as I started teaching and doing a lot of mentoring, I wanted young people to know that there are other, there are other options outside of those those basic five. That that's all I heard growing up was like the, like I said, the doctor, lawyer, teacher, fireman, policeman. But I wish somebody would have told me, "Hey, uh, hey, man, you could be a DJ. You can be you can be a radio host. You can be a photographer. Uh, those 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 cartoons you like to watch. You can be an animator for those." But I wasn't exposed to that. So now it's important for me to go back to these same areas I grew up in and to let them know, hey, there are some other options, but you got to get focused now because that's what it took for me to make it. And that's why, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, like I said, I didn't grow up in anything, no special school, no special art schools, but it's important for me to let young people know that, hey, if I can survive growing up in this environment and, 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 and work with people like Dwayne Johnson and be on HBO and all these other programs, that is also possible possible for them as well if they apply themselves and stay focused. So it, it, I mean, LA is just LA is it's still rough, you know, it's still rough. So it's I'm just grateful that you be to have made it because statistically, statistically we were I'm not I shouldn't have made I shouldn't have lived past 25. So just to just to be an adult and and survive it, I'm grateful for that, man. Wow. This, yes, Incredible. Yes. All right. Next question, Dr. All. Oh, yeah. No, no problem at all. And, and, and you know what, London? I, I can totally, uh, testify to what you're saying. Uh, having grown up in, in Watts, California, and actually having graduated from uh, Manuarts High School right there off of Vermont in 1984, um, I, I think that, wow. Uh, anyway, this is an incredible vision. Um, uh, so, London, tell us uh, a little bit about um, some of the some of the uh, I guess important people in your life. Who were your maybe role models? Who uh, you kind of motivated you? Tell me about that. You know, uh, for me, my my core uh, I guess inspiration motivation is I just want to make sure that uh, I did something with myself, man. Because I've seen a lot of people who who did not. And I've seen a, I've been in the middle of shootouts, and I've, I've known lots of people who went to jail, who did drugs, because growing up, I used to, uh, my mother used to take, used to allow people to stay with us, and, you know, she would help people out, and allow people to stay with us, but also, growing up, uh, I was, I used to cut hair for, for rehab centers, so, I, early on, my friends were, ex-convicts, ex-drug addicts, heroin addicts, prostitutes, and so forth, you name it, those were, you know, like uncles and aunts growing up very early on from like the age of like seven. 
So I was always used to dealing with, if you, if you will, street people. So as far as my motivation, when I would see people who had, who had lived those kind of lives, that lifestyle, I definitely didn't want that for me. So it was important for me to make sure that I always did things that were very progressive, along with my mother just keeping me, you know, involved. She prayed for me early on and just that I would stay involved and active in productive things. Um, so when it comes to like inspiration, things like that, I remember always paying attention to, you know, uh, just the different different actors or different people who are doing the things I wanted to do. I remember watching Chris Tucker when he went from doing stand up, transitioning into film. Uh, I would watch the the, the uh, Will Smith, but then I watched the I watched the uh, I watched Diddy go from an intern uh, at, at the record company then to owning the, the record company and his own label and then the brands. So there's just different people along the way where. I was able to appreciate, you know, the process, let's say, of a Mike Tyson who who grew up in, in the main streets of Brooklyn and being able to dial in on his focus and his gift and become a world champion. Same thing with Mayweather. People, we can say, whatever you want to say about Mayweather, after all the trash talk and everything is done, we're talking about a guy who doesn't drink, who doesn't smoke, and he's a world champion. At the end of the day, that's undisputed. We look at Michael Jordan as well, yeah. someone who got who got cut in basketball, and they came back to be the legend that he is, Kobe Bryant, and so forth. So for me, I always try to. I'm not interested so much in all the victories, but I'm interested in how I'm interested in the journey of these athletes and these these artists and how they got there, and I use that. Even to this day, in my regular life, I, you know, I'll pull up, uh, I'll watch a, a, a bio pick of someone just to keep myself inspired and focused, man, so that I know they're like, hey, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. People don't know that I'm, I've gone through several auditions and God heard no, you know what I mean? And then, but, but when there's a yes, then it's a yes. So those things are kind of what I use to help drive me. Wow, this is, that's so powerful, Doctor Hall. Because again, it's showing specifically enough that he knows how important role models and people that are doing the right thing and to follow that lead. And that's stories with both of you, uh, London and yourself, Doctor Hall. But Doctor Hall, you dealt with a different situation where a ward of the state where you had to finally meet the right people, make the right decisions, Dr. Hall, to turn yourself around. Yeah, I mean, I think you're totally right. And, you know, in the view that, that, that London, what he's describing is what he's seeing out there as he grows up and his aspirations as, as to what he wants to be uh, when, when he was growing up. And then he, he lays out these specific role models and says, hey, uh, these are the guys that, um, you know, went the same way I did. And then he's saying that, there are different avenues to success, particularly the arts, the creative arts, which he's saying comedy. Um, so there's more than just, uh, you know, having to go through, uh, say, schooling, which you have to go to high school, but I'm saying you've got creative skills, whether if it's in business, entertainment, that you can start uh, flop, start start expressing uh, right. when you're young. So this is a, a wonderful motivational uh, message for our young people. Absolutely, man. I mean, I just, it's, 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 the thing about it, again, it's like 
people, it, it's, a, it's a lot of discipline. People have to decide how bad do they want what they say they want. And that's why, like, during this whole, like, pandemic, I have a lot, not, not a lot, but I have a few friends that are saying, you know, they use the term, like, man, I'm bored. I'm, I, I don't know what to do. I haven't used the word bored. I can't, maybe it's just middle school or something. Like, I want, I, I, I want more of my friends to use this time to find the thing that they're supposed to do. Whatever the gift is, whatever the passion is, whatever makes them happy, like, this is a good time to start to, to explore and to tap into that and use this time to be productive. And, and, and because, again, we don't, none of us want to be in this situation. We wish that things would kind of would be in the, in the better place and we're hoping that it's, it's pushing towards that. But in the meantime, the reality is, for most of us, besides those, those workers that are putting themselves on the line, a great deal of us were at home. We gotta, we gotta really not waste this time and come out of this quarantine. We could be a little, we could be a little, we could pick up more books. We can work out more. We can, we can use this time to figure out ways to, to be inspired within ourselves. Uh, like I, I don't, we don't have time to waste. That's my whole thing with when I talk to young people is that when you use terms like bored, you're not pushing yourself enough. You're not challenging yourself enough. To, to go after because people who are pursuing their dreams like you wake up with a different you wake up with a different energy like the only reason I sleep is so that I can get up and have the energy to do it all over again I can't wait I, I, I can't wait to get up and to go after this dream go after the thing as a as a stand up you know I'm always looking to try to write materials and and, and, and as an actor, I'm looking, I'm, I'm studying all the time, I'm reading, I'm, I'm, I'm watching old scripts, I'm reading old scripts. And I think that people got to know how to really occupy their time because whether it's something big or small, we, can, we should be doing something every day that puts us closer to where we want to be. Because you're like, no, you're absolutely. Like, hey, I, and agree, I agree. And the thing is, when we started this pandemic, I, you know, I was really working on certain things, but now I've made it an effort to become better at things that I might outsource for my business later on and see if I can learn it too. Because guess what? I will outsource it once things start to pick up and change again. But I want to become as good or even better than the people right. that I have put out and have hired to do things just because I have more time to do it and I'm going to learn it because if you can learn it, you could teach someone else to do it. And I take different go. trainings and different learning experiences and say, man, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to learn graphic design. Now I'm going to use Canva and you know, I've done some little things, but I'm tired of this. I'm going to figure it out. So then when I hire the right person to be that position at one point in time, I'll say, Hey, you know, here's some little secrets. You have some good talent, but I'd like you to go this direction. Let me go and put this design together. Now you make it perfect instead of, Hey, you make this and guess what? It takes five times more times to do it. So the more we learn how to do other things, uh, the better our situation. And this is the time it could be a year. It could be six months. It could be right. two months. We could be back to work. We we're just watching NFL in September and we'll be like, what the heck happened? Or we'll be right. watching NFL in January. So, and, and without an, without fans. So we, ha with this uncertainty, Dr. Hall, wouldn't you agree with this uncertainty? We need to pull together and learn and develop and become better at the things 
that we do on a regular basis. Mm. Totally agree. I totally agree. And um, again, it's, it's also time for creativity. You know, I, I, lo- I love it. That's 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 the thing. I'm yeah, trying. exactly. Because I do things, uh, you know, more online and, and and things through Zoom and those kind of things. And so, but um, yeah, it's just it's just incredible the the, the spirit and the humanity that uh, London uh, is obviously expressing is talking about. This is actually what I write about in the book uh, called War of the Court. And um, so it's very exciting to get him on the show. Um, anyway, I wanted to move just a little bit, talk a little bit about his, uh, what he's doing in entertainment. And actually on the phone right now, I kind of feel like uh, maybe a guy left out of a club because I know that uh, he works uh, opposite uh, The Rock, uh, uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson. And I know that you knew. Uh, yeah, he remembers. Uh, I, he, yeah, he wore my knee pads, uh, and now that uh, you've interacted with. Yeah, so, now the Rock uh, and I are hopefully that. are going to get that interview again because I'm promoting for NBC his new show. I've had some of the guests on from that already, some of the commentators, and now uh, I had a, an Olympian on. So I, I agree, but let my interactions with the Rock were certain ones, but. Again, London's story is quite interesting, and I'm just bringing that up uh, because I heard it already. Uh, but tell, tell um, again, tell a little bit to Doctor Hall your interactions with The Rock. You know, Dwayne. You know, Dwayne's a really. First of all, I think that it's really, it's really cool that he's not a guy with with some sort of ego. Like people always ask about how how was the vibes on set. And they were really cool. It was always good energy. First of all, everybody was very professional. Everyone came, always came very prepared. But where I'm going with this is that Dwayne, being that he was an executive producer of the show as well as the star of the show, he could have easily come in with an ego. And we, no one, I don't even think, would have even felt any type of way because he said he is the number one paid superstar actor in the world. So we would have just respected that. But showing up on set every day and him just being a cool, humble guy and just always good energy. It created a whole temperament on set where everybody was cool. Everyone from the actors all the way down to the people who did craft services uh, to, to the people who were just showing us where to park, to the people who held cords. Everybody had good energy and that's something that I was able to appreciate from him. Uh, I was also able to develop a couple other disciplines of like, I noticed one time we were filming, we had to be on set on set up around 6 a.m. And I happened to wake up to go to the bathroom, get some water or something. And I noticed that he was in the gym around like 4 or something. I said, wow, he's, he's in the gym before we get to set. And I started to do that as my own discipline. Uh, just to create a focus within myself so that when I'm on set, I'm already, I'm, I'm wide awake, I'm ready to work because I started my day off with with such a uh, with such a discipline as working out. So I was able to pick up a couple a couple of habits like that and uh, and that sort of thing. So Dwayne's, you know, I have nothing, to say, nothing negative to say about Dwayne, man. I always get by and I'm, I'm glad I had a chance to work with him. All right. right. Next question, Dr. Hall, but I had to bring up that uh, story. And again, <laughs> someday, someday again, I will 
meet the rock at one point in time it's amazing what he's done and to know that you i was that close another story if you look at two wwe superstars but also that were not when you met them you know you met him as an independent pro wrestler at memphis tennessee i did and i met randy orton when he was 17 when i was wrestling cowboy bob orton and look at randy today so again two people i've crossed paths with that are great in so many different ways. Randy is just a tremendous WWE athlete and the rock is just everything and between and know that I worked with him. Wow. I never got the chance to wrestle him, but I did work with him, but go ahead, uh, Dr. Hall. Next question. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, no problem at all. No problem at all. Well, uh, well, you know, um, uh, what I was going to say was, uh, what I was going to ask London was, you know, my my situation coming from inner city, uh, coming from you know, Griffin Watts, uh, you know, growing up in boys' homes, with foster homes, and junior hall, uh, and you know, trying to make it in this world. Sometimes you get to a point where you just, you know, you don't have anything, you have no money, and you're thinking, man, I'm putting all this effort in, and for what? Uh, right. That's a challenge. Um, have you ever had any particular challenges like that, in London, that you could share with with people today who are actually kind of down in, in this time where we're losing jobs and we have this this kind of deadly disease going across country. Uh, as far as some of my struggles, I think that, well, I can say this. I remember even before I landed on Ballers, that was like, man, that was one of my brokest years, man. And I remember at one point in my town, I had $28. And I was like, man, this is just rough at the time. I was working in absolute programs. Wasn't really making hardly any money, but I just I I still enjoy just working with young people and hopefully being an inspiration to them. So it wasn't even about the money. I, all everything I owned was in my mother's garage. Uh, I didn't even I was just, I was just on the grind. It was just a serious grind. And the encouraging thing that I want people to get from this is that when I booked ballers, I wasn't. I had no agent, I had no representation, no publicist, I had nothing at all, no, none of that. So when I found out, word got back to me that they were looking for me, I went into audition and then after that things changed. But the point being is that he, even even though that was, let's just say that was part of the paper, I was, I'm, I'm now living in Miami on the number one show, working with the number one actor, I'm getting paid. Everything is good. The following year, my, I had a younger brother who was in college who uh, came back to LA, and uh, he's, he, he's he had tryouts for one of the Laker teams here in LA. Window? That window? Yeah, uh, window. And he was in he was in Washington went to some sort of gathering or something. Uh, long story short, he was murdered while while at this event. So now. I'm I'm doing I'm working I'm I have to I'm in the best part, best time of my life which is I'm doing the thing that I've been manifesting and I've been working toward which is I'm I'm now I'm a working actor on a hit show but on the very flip side of that coin I lost I, I lose my brother so having to press through those kinds of things I have to make sure that I'm very grounded to something. A lot more solid because otherwise I could have easily taken that loss of my brother and spiraled into a negative direction. But instead, what I decided to do was to use that. Going back to your, your previous question, as far as my motivation and inspiration, I decided to use 
that passing of my brother, it, it, it drove me into a deeper focus. I said, man, whatever it is I'm going to do, I want to make sure that every, that I make everything count for something. I'm not just going to, you know, I'm not going to just, even things like something as simple as me cooking. Like on my Instagram, my friends would say, wow, man, you really, when you cook your food, you present it, you do it like a chef. And that's not because I'm trying to be fancy, but I've decided consciously to make sure that everything I do, I try to make it count for something. So when I when I cook, I want it to taste good. I want it to look good. When I, I'm, I'm not only going to work out it's, it's halfway. I'm going to put the discipline. I'm going to get up. And so it that just that drove me to uh, just to be really good and, and be really focused at just about everything I do. And so if people take negative situations and they're able to, to turn them around and use them for the positive, the negatives can actually be used as a strength. And that's what I was able to do with the, the hardships that I went through. Uh, you know, just using them to really say, hey, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be negative. I'm gonna change my whole right. way of thinking. I'm gonna be more positive, I'm gonna encourage others and I realize that by encouraging others, you know, it, it keeps me encouraged. But also when I do things like, for example, just to make sure that I always keep myself grounded, one way to always keep your heart in check is if you give. So I'm always trying to give, 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 whether that means feeding the homeless people, uh, giving my time to, to juvenile halls. We got to give to make sure we, we never exactly. get selfish. I think that's about us. It's never about us. That, that's not my way of thinking. All right. Can, all right. So, latest right. projects, London. Latest projects. Tell us about them. Okay. Uh, one of the latest is I have a, a show that's coming out called uh, American Soul. American Soul is uh, basically the, 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 it's like the, the following of Don Cornelius, who was the host of uh, Soul Trains. And it just kind of goes through. Uh, his lifestyle of the, you know, the, 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 I think late 70s, early 80s, and that sort of thing. And on this show comes out May 27th, and I play the legendary Boozy Collins. Uh, so I'll be playing guitar totally different from ball and totally different from anything else people are seeing. So that's, that's going to be, uh, that should be a, 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 an experience for people. It's a nice throwback. And like I said, I got the beard, I got the wig, the whole thing. So it's going to be, uh, that, that's one of the latest, and then, but I am on another series, um, that which I might say for hopefully our next interview. But uh, yeah, I am working on another series at the time, so it's going to come out of quarantine. Uh, hopefully, God willing, I'll, I'll return back to that series, uh, filming that series. But as of right now, uh, American Soul is May 27th. What May it's coming out May 27th on what American Soul um, on BET, BET, awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Everyone needs to check that out for sure. Uh, London <laughs> continues to uh, bring out some amazing stuff. Dr. Hall, summarize London. Oh, sure. No problem. So there we have it. We've got a humble servant who worked his way up uh, by his bootstraps from the uh, tough streets of uh, South Central Los Angeles. His experience tells us that uh, we can use our, our, our pain and we can use uh, challenges in life to make us stronger, help us fly higher, and to help those people who are, are most uh, uh, unfortunate in society. So, so I'm, I'm very, very honored that um, uh, Mr. London Brown came on the show today. Thanks a lot, London.
Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Hey, London, appreciate it. Uh, best place to follow you. Where can we go? Instagram, is that London your place? Yeah. Yeah, you guys go to Instagram at Real London Brown, at Real London Brown. And I'm always, you know, always doing some fun over there. But uh, thank you guys for your time. And thank you, Doctor, for your services, man. We appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. All right. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks again. Appreciate it, guys. Okay. Thanks, All right, so. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. That was Dr. Christopher Hall Show, everybody.